I love meeting new people. And I love meeting people who've got a passion for music, for the arts, and recognize the potential yeah. it has to reach people yeah. in a world that is, you know, inundated with just the wrong message from that same venue. So today we're going to exactly. get to know Tlalefo Moshinyane. Hello, Tlalefo. Hello, Janine. Hello. And Yolandi Engelbrecht. How are you doing? Hi, Jean. I'm doing great. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for having us on. So the reason why we've got the discussion with these two particularly is someone sent us a song called Communion with a King. And Tony sings that song. has got a beautiful voice. So you have to find out what's the story behind the story. And then you find out it comes from a whole church of creatives getting together and making the music. So I'm going to start with Kalefa. If you can introduce yes. yourself to me, tell me who you are music-wise, just personality-wise, what you do there at the congregation, so we know. Yes, awesome. Um, well, I serve and I work at um, 3C Ministries. I serve as a creative director of the site. So involving the project, I was helping with the production side of it, and I was also in the band playing the music side of it. So I'm, I'm working at the church, yeah, and it's, it was really awesome. This is one of our best projects we've ever had. It's the first time we really went local and um, infuse the sound that we have as a country and um, combination of languages and everything that we're doing. So, yes, that's who I am. Yeah, but you just gave us the music part now. Music isn't everything that you're involved in. Yes, exactly. So, in our congregation, we have um, a dance side, a creative arts side, which consists of the dance and it consists um, to some extent of um, the sound and music technology and everything that we're doing there. So, I also hit that up. Yolandi, you are then music director. Music is literally your life there. Yes, definitely. And it's been such a blessing to be part um, of the music on staff and also um, very much within the band in 3C Live. So um, I, I joined the band and uh, it's been really much more than just a music team, but also a family of God. You know, I can truly say that these people are uh, really brothers and sisters in Christ to me. And I think that's that really that's what makes our music team so different is that we really have the same hearts and the same vision and that we can really give credit to our, our pastors, uh, Pastor Bert and Pastor Shanae, who have been leading us and they um, really give us so much creative freedom within the music team. But most of all, they, they lead um, by example, by loving others. And uh, every single person in the team is uh, really, they are disciples of Jesus. They, they love God with everything that is within them. And truly with that, um, it's seen within as we lead worship because it's much easier to lead people into worship when you actually care about them. Mm. I do want to ask mm. you, though, if I can focus on the music now. I'm going to get to you with the bird's eye view just now in Tlalefo. Um, Yolandi, yes. the, the music ministry in this congregation, now it helps to have a nice and big congregation where it's not only resources at your disposal, but lots of people, lots of creatives at your disposal. Yes. So yes. someone who's never even visited your church, if you had to explain to them what does a music ministry in your church entail, what is included in all of that? A music ministry within the church, to be in a music ministry, you must be in a ministry, you know. So first of all, being connected to the church, to the family of God, and uh, you being under that covering and just connected to something bigger than yourself. Um, and really what I've seen with that is being part of a team, uh, there is so much more conquest versus you doing things by yourself. 
and um, there's there's so much growth that can happen. So um, with music ministry, it's being able to minister to people um, with song or with dance or uh, with poetry, whatever it may be, uh, creatively using your divine inspiration and creativity to truly exalt his qualities. And really with that, just ushering people into the presence of God. And with every single uh, word that we have written in the songs, every single word sung, we don't just put words together. We don't just put nice sounds and melodies together, but truly it is prayerful words because we are literally putting words into the mouths of people and they are declaring it. And um, those of you know that uh, words are really powerful. Mm. You know, um, the words that you speak, the words, the words that you sing are so, so powerful. And truly with our songs, we wanted to um, usher people into that relationship with Jesus. And that's where communion with the King comes in, which is truly, um, that's one of my favorite songs from the album because it doesn't only speak about the juice and the bread, like communion, right? But it's, it speaks about really that relationship with Jesus, that encountering of God and really being communion with him, having that intimate relationship with the King of Kings. So um, definitely being connected to the family of God, using music as a tool to connect people to the Father, basically. Clevo, I need to ask you yes. this one because working with creatives—that's a unique species of people, right there. We we can't even really put them at <laughs> yes. Homo sapiens. They've got a, a way of thinking. They're they're motivated by other things, you know. Um, they feed off yeah. off the feedback that their art produces. You know, it's it, it's a just it's a different way of thinking. But Christianity is yes. a lot about it not being about you and taking yes. a focus and and getting it past you. I'm thinking of that scripture in Matthew that says that you need to shine your light in such a way that people see the light and they honor God. And I mean, for a creative, yes. people want to honor you because you're on a stage and because you're creating something beautiful. So I'd like to find out yeah. from you with this kind of people that you're working with in your specific ministry and your focus, how do you keep these people grounded? How? Because I'm sure this is a message that has to be repeated over and over again because who you are yes, yes. works differently. Yes. No, that's, that's a brilliant question, Janine. Um, I would say, um, you know, a big thing that we have in our church is discipleship. And discipleship is a model that we follow to make sure that everybody who's on stage is already being discipled to be like Jesus. So, I mean, you mentioning a scripture, I'm also... I remember scripture now that says that um, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm, so worship, Isaiah. the first thing that we teach in Isaiah, yes, the first thing that we teach is that worship is first a heart thing before it's a presentation. And what that really does, it allows people to understand that they're not on stage to exalt themselves. They're not on stage so that they can be better or so they can be known. And you singing a specific note means that somebody will remember you. We literally teach everybody here in all our band practices and all our meetings that everything is for God. So when you are coming onto stage, um, I mean, it, it, it goes from just being on stage and teaching people how to worship towards the discipline and the character needed to be on time for band because they see everything as it's onto God. So being on time for the practices, being on time, having discipline is just a presentation of the excellence that you have as a worship leader or as part of a worship team so that you can exalt this onto God. So anytime we see anything like that, we always make sure that we speak to, the, um, to them and make sure that we deal with their pastors directly because we have 
um, cell leaders who um, bring their people to come serve and they're part of this worship team. So we speak to them and say, how, how are they doing spiritually? Because that's the biggest thing. Before it's about how great you can sing, how are you with God and are you prepared and are you ready, heart-wise, to be able to show what worship is? And because of that, I mean, our singers are completely grounded. You know, a big thing in churches is who's leading the song, who's, you know, who's, who's going to get the sign and who's going to get the light. But our team is completely, whether somebody's in the front holding a mic or whether somebody never gets to be seen on camera, never gets to be seen on stage, they see worship as the same thing. I'm giving my everything to God, regardless of whether I'm in front, um, leading the worship, or I'm, in the, I'm not in the limelight and nobody can see me, they get to a place where they say, I'm giving my everything to God. It doesn't matter what that looks like. Um, and that's how we keep everybody grounded here at church. Okay, another, another difficult question. Because, you know, being in church, we know these things. If you've been part of any worship team, it's nice to have people yes. who can get the job done, right? Who are excellent at what yes. they do. They're low maintenance. You give them a few chords and there you go. Um, and so I found that many times what happens is as long as they keep up professionally, as in keeping up their skill level, oftentimes they walk with God. And I know you can ask one another, and, and because we're in Christianity and in church, yes, we know the right answers. Top, top, just like that. If someone would quickly yes. question <laughs> us, we throw them with the right answers and three scriptures and they're off our backs. But, but this thing about accountability in the worship team or in any arts team of any kind is something that I find hard in churches to to um, know one another and to care enough about spirituality versus your technical excellence. That thing there is something yes. that I think churches struggle with sometimes. Yes, no, that is that is probably, if not, the biggest thing that we struggle with because um, to draw the line between the um, skill and the heart, you know, nobody ever knows. And most churches lean sometimes, unfortunately, more towards the skills side of it because they want their worship to sound good uh, where most um, uh, uh, hand towards the spirit, the spirituality, the heart side of it. And I think our church has a great balance because we teach that in your heart being right, you need to practice or you need to put time in developing your craft. So we teach um, it's a presentation just like the, in the book of Corinthians, it teaches us that everything that we do, we do unto God. So if you come to stage and you play a wrong note, that's not for me or the, the, the band director or the music director. That's you playing that note for God. So when you take something seriously, you would put time and energy in it and you will make sure that you'll excel now. It might not mean that you're necessarily the most talented or the most gifted, but we have, um, just like um, Yolandi actually here, we have a section in the church called I Am, um, where it's a creative arts type of uh, academy where we actually have sections where we teach people on how to play the instruments, where we teach people how to sing. And it's accredited, it's official, um, and it's actually, we're growing it to be at a university right now. So we have sections where we spend time to train the people. But, I mean, the biggest initiative comes from themselves when they play the wrong thing or do the wrong thing because uh, that means that I didn't take enough time to prepare, which means that this was just a reflection of the lack of care that I do have. Mm -hmm. So we actually join the two not just saying it's spiritual, but saying a reflection of the spirituality is also the discipline in the physical nature. Yeah. So, Yolanda, I want to get back to the music specifically. Um, you are now yeah. recording songs. So, obviously, 
Um, now we start talking sound. You've got a, a signature sound. If you think about any of the bigger ones, doesn't matter who it is yes. that we're talking about. There's a sound that they've got. If you say Maverick, you know exactly what you're going to get or elevation music or whatever, that, that kind of thing, especially when you start recording. Yes. And, and even now, if I say Vineyard, it's 50 years later and you still remember that sound. And I'm sure because That's you true. are now starting to record something and you want it to be unique enough for people to remember this music that you are creating and, and trying not to sound like everyone else out there. I'm sure that's, that's a challenge as well. It definitely is. You know, it's to create that unique and universal sound is something that. Um, has really, it's been a journey for us, but I can definitely say that our sound has evolved tremendously and it's become way more diverse and modern, if you could call it that. Um, so looking from our first album uh, to our newest album, you can see um, quite a difference, but I think we still do have our signature 3C Live sound. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely evolved throughout um, throughout the years, and I think um, we try not to sound like write an album and write a record that I want to sound like this band or sound like this gospel team. But we actually sat down and said, okay, what is our sound? What what do we want to communicate using the universal language of music to others? And um, what is a sound that our congregation also responds to? Uh, really well what are the some of the languages you know that we can uh, maybe relate to and um yeah we found that um that's been very beneficial there's been uh, great progress within our sound and i think we are still um truly establishing our sound i think um because the culture of of sound and music trends are always changing as well. We also have to keep that in mind at the same time because we do want to stay true to our sound, but also um, stay relevant, you know, to the to the um, music world and and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely evolved, and we're just super excited. As Kaleko said, this is truly one of our best records that we've ever brought out. And I think with the, um, even just the process of it was completely different uh, versus how we did our, our previous albums. So, yes. Kalefo, I'm now wondering because many, um, yes. the arts ministries in some of the churches, one of the challenges they face is that they subject to the opinion of those people listening to the, to the stuff that you're creating. And it's so subjective, yeah. you know, this is not an objective thing. And sometimes the people who give the most money have got the loudest mouths <laughs> and they give the most comment <laughs> and you're sort of not free to actually make what your heart is. But you, I think you've got quite a progressive church and, and membership as well. I'm sure you, you've got the freedom yeah. to experiment a bit. Yes, no, definitely. I can agree with that. With the art side, and I think this speaks mostly to the heart of the actual church. We are uh, an extremely um, prevalent church when it comes to evangelism. So going out, winning the lost, um, and making them disciples of the Lord. So in winning the lost, you'll see that there's a lot of contrast between um, the, the different type of lost people that you have. Just like Paul says, I become all things to all men so that I can win a few. So we have all of these people who come and have different tastes. They're very good. One is very good at dancing. One is poetic. 
but one dances in this specific genre, another one dances in that other um, genre, which is also what I wanted to touch on what Jolandi said. We always make sure that we uh, uh, appeal to what's going on also in not just in the world for the purpose of remaining relevant, but so that we can win the people who listen to that specific style of music. So if you listen in our album right now, we have a song called Unashamed, which is the lost song, which is a very, very like a house track um, um, type of feel. And you'd be like, how is this on the same album as Communion with the King? But yeah. exactly that, because there's a lot of townships that we're going to where all the, all the music that these, these people listen to is, is, um, is house music and this is what they love. So we don't want people to find the culture in the clubs or in these places where the influences of what the music um, is telling them to do is things that are uh, unbiblical against the, the Lord. But we want them to come into church and to be able to express that, that difference, that divinity in here. So God gave us all these gifts, which means that you, you can dance this way, you can dance that way. And if you feel that, you know, you want to do a backflip because this is the new style, you know, you can do that. We don't have one set way of this is how you must dance. This is how everything that we do is just the symbolism of the worship that we have, which actually helps us in our diversity. There's so many people who have come to the church just because of the diversity of the music, because they relate to it. So yes, that's, that's everybody's free to, to really add to the process or to change the little things because we give them that, that expression. I'm so excited about that track of yours, the house one specifically. I mean, that style so many times is associated with speaking death and speaking real, yes. a lack of morality and that kind of thing. And here you come and you use that exact same style. The door is open. You just walk through it and bring Jesus and bring yes. life and light there. That's so exciting. <laughs> and Pianandi, <Yeah. laughs> we've got to get to the music. I want to play the song Communion with the King. Now, you wrote most of the music on this album, so you would be the right one to if if i listen to this song besides the fact that it's beautiful what is the message that you want my heart to hook onto um the message and i actually want to specifically focus in also on the bridge of this song because it's i think it really speaks to the situation that we are in with regards to the pandemic and what a lot of people have experienced and some were still experiencing because we are still in a pandemic with COVID-19. But I think um, really that part in the bridge where it says, I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to worry, communion with the king. So many people during this time are worried with regards to jobs and, and sickness and um, turmoil and so many things. And we just want, want to remind people that they don't have to worry that God's got them, even in their circumstance, even if they are going through all these things, that they have Jesus within their lives and that God is still sovereign within their lives. And uh, having that encounter with God, and that's truly just what I would like people to cling on to with the song, that they may just encounter God during this, this song, that they may um, be ushered into his presence, that they may be reconciled to him, and they may have that peace even during this crazy time, that God is still working in our beautiful, wounded world. God is still here, and um, really we don't have to worry about anything. And we can just pray about everything, trust in God, and run to him and he will give us that peace and that comfort and even during this time whoever is maybe someone is going through something that is very hard during this time that they may run to god and they may 
being communion with the king, being in relationship with the king. Mm. 